Monday nights. Upright. Broadcasting from stolen land. Satellite skies. Satellite skies. Satellite skies. Highlighting DIY and autonomous politics music and subculture with a different theme each week. Hello and welcome to Writing Home. It's Monday the 20th of November, it's 11pm on my clock, and you are listening to Writing Home on Satellite Skies at 3CR 855am. This and every following segment will be recorded on Wurundjeri Vivarin country. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this land and waterways, the Wurundjeri Vivarin people, as well as the elders, past, present and emerging. Writing home is about writers who have more than one home, many homes, and are realizing so many more. Once a month at Writing Home, Aymadvi will be sharing space with writers of color discussing the unique but collective writing processes navigating home, life and love. Hello everyone, this is Madhvi and Bilal on Writing Home. Tonight we'll be sharing our reflections on resistance and revolution, 
revisiting poems and music of resistance from Palestine and elsewhere. Hey guys, this is Bilal and I'm very pleased to be here. Before this, we played uh, Free Free Palestine by Sanjruth. Next, I'd like to play a speech by Nasser Mashni from the Free Palestine protest that happened two weeks ago on 12th of November. I won't be conquered. I won't be defeated. I get my energy from Palestinians who are rooted in that land like our indigenous brothers here, our indigenous sisters here, indigenous people all over the world whose hands have touched the soil for millennia. That's indigeneity. Ownership when the land owns you, not when you own the land. You are listening to Writing Home with Madhvi and Bilal. And the first poem that I have to share with you all is A Palestinian Might Say by Naomi Shehab Nye. Naomi Shehab Nye is an Arab-American poet, editor, songwriter and novelist, born to a Palestinian father and an American mother. Her father grew up in Palestine and he and his family became refugees in the 1948 Nakba where the state of Israel was created. She has said that her father seemed a little shell-shocked when she was a child. In an interview at the National Book Festival in Washington, D.C., she was asked what she thought the civic responsibility of poets in America today is and what themes she finds herself returning to in her poetry. Let's play her response from the interview. I think one of the civic responsibilities of poets in America today is to continue to encourage a sense of civility among us and a sense of curiosity about one another's lives. Uh, There seems to be such a a strident tone taking over in certain areas that I love the deep attribute of poetry to pause, to look, to listen, to respect, um, to pay attention to variety and learn something new. So I'd hold that close. Well, I think a lot about um, empathy, one community to another, uh, paying attention with respect and curiosity to people who aren't exactly like us. And um, I think poetry can often help us do that, help us have a a window into someone else's experience or loneliness or difficulty. Um, And having worked with kids so many years and seeing uh, often a kind of respect rising up after someone describes something uh, with an honest voice, what changes in the room. Uh, I'm very disturbed by rudeness and um, meanness and having grown up with an immigrant father and thinking about the way immigrants are being talked about in our society, I feel really 
a strong desire to talk about the bravery of the immigrant and the, the sort of doubled capacity for imagination that an immigrant has to have. And I think poetry can often help us do that in a way that isn't didactic, but is um, caring and t kind of takes us into the room. And I'm very curious and hopeful when kids are wanting to read poems about people who aren't exactly like themselves. People who don't, I don't believe that we have a hunger to be only with others who match us. That's kind of dull. I'd much rather be with all kinds of people. And uh, I think we can bring that up over and over again these days in poetry and it has a great societal impact. A Palestinian might say by Naomi Shihab Nye. What? You don't feel at home in your country almost overnight? All the simple things you cared about maybe took for granted? You feel insulted, invisible, almost as if you're not there, but you're there? Where before you mingled freely, appreciated people who weren't just like you? Divisions grow stronger. That's what chosen and unchosen will do. Just keep your eyes on your house and gardens. Keep your eyes on the tree in bloom. Yes, a wall. Ask him later, but... Who talks about how sad the land looks? Marked by a massive wall. That's not a normal shadow. It's something else looming over our lives. Because the Palestinian fight isn't just the Palestinians' fight, it's all our fight, because it's a fight not just about land, it's about a fight for freedom. Everybody should be standing here today saying, free Palestine. Solidarity with our Palestinian brothers and sisters on behalf of the Bumbanja nation, my people who've never ceded their sovereignty. We should be recognising Palestine as a state and recognising the rights of Palestinians. 3CR. Stay tuned, stay radical. Welcome back. You are listening to Madhvi and Bilal on Writing Home. Next, I will be reciting Identity Card by Mahmoud Darwish. Record. I am Arab. And the number of my card is 50,000. I have eight children, and the ninth is due after summer. What's there to be angry about? Record. I am Arab, working with comrades of toil in a quarry. I have eight children. For them, I rest a loaf of bread, clothes, and books from rocks. I do not supplicate for charity at your door. Nor do I belittle myself at the doorstep of your chamber. What's there to be angry about? Record. I am Arab. I am a name without a title. Patient in a country where everything lives in a whirlpool of anger. My roots were entrenched before the birth of time. Before the burgeoning of the ages. Before pines and olive trees. Before the proliferation of weeds. My father is from the family of the plough, not from high-born nobles, and my grandfather was a peasant without line or genealogy. 
My house is a watchman's hut made of sticks and reeds. Does my status satisfy you? I am a name without a title. Record. I am Arab. You stole my forefathers' vine- vineyards and land I used to till. I and all my children, and you left us and all my grandchildren, nothing but these rocks. Will your government be taking them too, as is being said? Therefore, record at the top of the first page. I don't hate people. I trespass on no one's property. And yet, if I were to become hungry, I shall eat the flesh of my usurper. Beware. Beware of my hunger and of my anger. That was Identity Card by Mahmoud Darwish, uh, Palestine's national poet. Like many Palestinians, uh, Darwish was materially impacted by expulsion and the destruction of his home and village, uh, with homeland being a central theme through most of his work. It was published in 1964, when he was roughly 23, and when he presented this poem at a Nazareth cinema in the same year, it was received with tumultuous applause, rapidly spreading across the Arab world. In the poem, Darwish assumes the persona of a Palestinian being interrogated by an Israeli, possibly at a checkpoint. And at the beginning of each exchange, um, what Darwish does is he unapologetically and defiantly affirms his identity. Um, You know, Sajil and Arabi record, I am Arab. Um, It's the opening remark of each and every single stanza. Um, And then from that as well, I don't think he's just declaring... His, you know, ethnicity per se. Um, I read it as a way of him reclaiming his humanity, dignity, and individuality in the face of a system that reduces people to numbers and stereotypes. Um, you know, when he touches on I have eight children, and the ninth is you know due after summer. You know, he touches on that stereotype of just Arabs just procreating like rabbits, and um, you know, trying to outnumber. Um, you know, Jews in a, in, in a demographic war. Um, so I think yeah, that's like an important element to touch on. And contemporarily, I also think uh, it's further compounded by anti-Arabism and Islamophobia. Um, I think that's particularly more pronounced um, relative to the time period um, when Darwish um, first conceived this poem. Um, and, you know, the very fact that the speaker seemingly knows their ID, com- ID um, card number off the top of their head. You know, in this case, it's 50,000. Um, you know, that also might in some way um, highlight, you know, the repeated nature uh, of needing to recite the number in the face of ongoing questioning uh, by Israeli authorities. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in the in the following stanza, you know, again, you know, Asajil and Arabi record, I am Arab. Working with the comrades of toil and a quarry, I have eight children. For them, I rest a loaf of bread, clothes and books from rocks. I do not supplicate for charity at your door, nor do I belittle myself at the doorstep of your chamber. What's there to be angry about? Uh, and, yeah, Darwish then goes on to reinforce, you know, from my perspective, just the the ordinariness and, you know, just the commonality of Palestinians, um, you know, just their, their mere, their very mere existence. Um, and in this case, as a peasant, a, a man without a last name or a title, um, and he um, comprehensively just, you know, just 
depends on his land um, to make a living and doesn't resort to, to charity. Um, and I think this goes to what Nasir Mashini touched on uh, when he said about the land owning you and not you owning the land. Because uh, in the context of you know Palestine, uh, the mainstay of the Palestinian economy is agriculture and its derivatives. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an important um, point to reference. And broader than this, I think this this stanza over here could be viewed as a as a metaphor for like the larger Palestinian struggle for just general humanization um, and survival and dignity. And then the very refrain at the end, you know, what's there to be angry about? You know, why does this make you angry? Why does my mere existence make you angry? What, um, it's a very substantive existence. Why does this trouble you? Which in a very, very indirect way suggests that the just the mere resistance of Palestinians uh, is a form of resistance. So, yeah. And then again, yeah, in the third stanza, Saishil and Aharabi record, I am Arab, I am a name without a title, patient in a country where everything lives in a whirlpool of anger. My roots were entrenched before the birth of time, before the burgeoning of ages, before pines and olive trees, before the proliferation of weeds. My father is from the family of the plough, not from high-born nobles, and my grandfather was a peasant without line or genealogy. My house is a watchman's hut made of sticks and reeds. Does my status satisfy you? I am a name without a title. Again, referencing those exact same points. Um, but I also th- what Darwish is doing here is he's um, implicitly making a claim to the land by dra- drawing on um, the ancestral uh, Palestinian heritage that spanned centuries um, and a claim to heritage of working people who source their living and sustenance um, from the occupied land. Um, so, yeah. Now, following from that, he then you know opens up the stanza in the exact same way record i am arab you stole my forefathers um vineyards and land i used to till i and all my children and you left us and all my grandchildren nothing but these rocks will your government be taking them too as is being said uh and in this case over here uh, i feel like that wish is already pre so he's like pre um supposing um you know substantial deprivation and this may be the very last of what um, the speaker has left. Uh, and you can kind of develop a sense that uh, the person has already experienced a, a great sense of loss. Um, but he's, he's okay with it all as long as he can provide for his family. And this might be um, the speaker's you know, very last straw. And in the very, very final stanza, um, therefore, you know, record at the top of the very first page... I don't hate people, I trespass on no one's property, and yet, if I were to become hungry, I shall eat the flesh of my usurper. Beware, beware of my hunger and of my anger. Um, yeah, I think this is the most um, you know, the most powerful component of the poem because, um, as I previously said, everything culminates to this very point. Uh, you, know, you know, despite the speaker's lived experience of brutalization. Um, he emphasizes with utmost priority his non-threatening status and unwillingness to contribute to this cycle of incessant hatred despite living in a quote-unquote whirlpool of anger and the gravitating circumstances that contribute to it. Um, and, but, you know, if you 
but if you literally deprive him of his livelihood, um, making him and his family hungry, uh, do expect violence. And metaphorically, I think this can also be um, understood as, you know, further inducing um, the hunger for just general justice and freedom. And I also think it just uh, perfectly highlights the, you know, the recurring tension between peaceful existence on one side and simmering anger on the other where the speaker claims, you know, no inherent hatred or desire for, for trespass, yet there's that underlying threat fueled by um, injustice and oppression. All in all, um, I think the poem's a powerful assertion of identity, uh, a protest against dehumanisation and a call for recognition of the Palestinian plight. And I think the poem's application is not restricted to only Palestinians and the Palestinian experience, but it extends to all lived experiences of oppression and colonization. You know, um, you know, Barbara Harlow um, argued that there's two types of resistance. You know, you've got the material resistance, um, and separately, you know, you've got the artistic resistance, which she contends is uh, as equally important, and sometimes drives the former. And this reminds me of what Joseph Stalin uh, once remarked, uh, quote, the production of souls is more important than the production of tanks. And therefore, I raise my glass to you, writers, the engineers of the human soul, end quote, which is precisely why he cracked down, prosecuted and silenced artists uh, that his regime deemed threatening. That's my favourite poem uh, by Mahmoud Darwish, um, because I feel like it perf- perfectly represents a, a lot of um, the visceral feelings um, that Palestinians feel, you know, when it comes to talking about their homeland and, um, you know, and, and just the, the the feelings that the occupation induces, um, you know, within Palestinians. And it also has that worryingly uh, ominous ending. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse of the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of differing views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Mosques and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV, but I relate because those strangers could have been me. Words can never ever explain the raw tragedy. It's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly, and we are automatically supporting pure savagery. Imagine how you feel if this was your family. Palestine remains.
lies in my heart forever We stand for peace, times of war We shan't surrender, remember It didn't start in this dark December Every coin is a bullet if you're Marks and Spencer And when you're sipping Coca-Cola That's another pistol in the holster of them soulless soldiers You say you know about the Zionist lobby But you put money in their pocket when you're buying their coffee Talking about revolution sitting in Starbucks The fact is, that's the type of thinking I can't trust Let alone even start to respect before you talk Learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck Forget Nestle, Obama Promise Israel 30 billion over the next decade The trigger happy and they're crazy Think about that when you're putting Huggies nappies on your baby Just a war over stolen land Why do you think little boys are throwing stones at tanks? And we'll never really know how many people are dead They drop bombs on innocent girls while they sleep in their bed Don't get offended by facts, just try and listen Nothing is more anti-Semitic than Zionism So please don't bring bad vibes when you speak to me There's plenty of rabbis that agree with me It's your choice what you do with this message Don't get it confused, I view this from a human perspective How many more resolutions have to be violated? How many more children have to be annihilated? Israel is a terror state, they're terrorists that terrorise I testify my television, televise them telling lies This is not a war, it is systematic Genocide, but whatever they try, Palestine will never die. West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine That was uh, Long Live Palestine by Loki the next poem that I'm going to share with you is is a very famous poem. I think it got really famous uh, in 2020 um, during the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and it compelled people to recognize those impacted by violence, colonialism, racism, and dehumanization. Um, interestingly, is later, it resurfaced again. Um, this time for Palestine, calling out occupation and oppression and the thousands murdered in Gaza by Israel. It's Fuck Your Lecture on Craft, My People Are Dying by Noor Hindi. Colonizers write about flowers. I tell you about children throwing rocks at Israeli tanks. Seconds before becoming daisies. I want to be like those poets who care about the moon. Palestinians don't see the moon from jail cells and prisons. It's so beautiful, the moon. They're so beautiful, the flowers. I pick flowers for my dead father when I'm sad. He watches Al Jazeera all day. 
I wish Jessica would stop texting me Happy Ramadan. I know I'm American because when I walk into a room, something dies. Metaphors about death are for poets who think ghosts care about sound. When I die, I promise to haunt you forever. One day, I'll write about the flowers like we own them. Generations, nah, they can't wash it away. 
open your eyes to the dreams None of this is what they try to make it seem Australia does not exist Just a spray painting pictures to try painting you picture To evade the true identity of this land it is built on legislations and false formations without true jurisdiction propagated through mass manipulation of populations and resources, genocidal policy and forces. Morning blood of our ancestors massacres. But still sacred spirit here. Breathe in the air, true essence delivered from our mother's womb and hands. This always was, and always will be a land of countless indigenous nations. None of which are called Australia. That was Australia Does Not Exist by Dreaming Now. Now the next poem that I'll be sharing is called From the Diary of an Almost Four-Year-Old from Hanan Ashrawi. Ashrawi is a prominent Palestinian leader, scholar and human rights advocate and was a recipient of the Sydney Peace Prize in 2003 an award that was hotly contested by Australian Zionist organisations. Now, this poem is not directly related to resistance per se, but oppression, and I think it's still worthwhile to share considering the relationship between the two. Tomorrow, the bandages will come off. I wonder, will I see half an orange, half an apple, half my mother's face with one remaining eye? I did not see the bullet, but felt its pain exploding in my head. His image did not vanish. The soldier with a big gun, unsteady hands, and the look in his eyes. I could not understand. I can see him so clearly, with my eyes closed. It could be that inside our heads, we each have one spare set of eyes to make up for the ones we lose. Next month, on my birthday, I'll have a brand new glass eye. Maybe things will look round and fat in the middle. I've gazed through all my marbles. They made the world look strange. I hear a nine-month-old has also lost an eye. I wonder if my soldier shot her too. A soldier looking for little girls who look him in the eye. I'm old enough, almost four. I've seen enough of life, but she's just a baby who didn't know any better. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976. The next poem that I'm going to share with you is We Teach Life, Sir by Rafif Siada. Today my body was a TV'd massacre. Today my body was a TV'd massacre that had to fit into sound bites and word limits. Today my body was a TV'd massacre that had to fit into sound bites and word limits filled enough with statistics to counter measured response. And I perfected my English, and I learned my UN resolutions. But still, he asked me, Miss Siada, don't you think that everything would be resolved if you would just stop teaching so much hatred to your children? 
I look inside of me for strength to be patient. But patience is not at the tip of my tongue as the bombs drop over Gaza. Patience has just escaped me. We teach life, sir. Rafif, remember to smile. We teach life, sir. We Palestinians teach life after they have occupied the last sky. We teach life after they have built their settlements and apartheid walls after the last skies. We teach life, sir. But today, my body was a TV'd massacre made to fit into sound bites and word limits. And just give us a story, a human story. You see, this is not political. We just want to tell people about you and your people, so give us a human story. Don't mention that word apartheid and occupation. This is not political. You have to help me as a journalist to help you tell your story, which is not a political story. Today my body was a TV'd massacre. How about you give us a story of a woman in Gaza who needs medication? How about you? Do you have enough bone-broken limbs to cover the sun? Hand me over your dead and give me the list of their names in 1,200 word limits. Today my body was a TV'd massacre that had to fit into sound bites and word limits and move those that are desensitized to terrorist blood. But they felt sorry. They felt sorry for the cattle over Gaza. So I give them UN resolutions and statistics. And we condemn and we deplore and we reject. And these are not equal sides, occupier and occupied. And a hundred dead, two hundred dead and a thousand dead. And between that, war crime and massacre. I went outwards and smile, not exotic, not terrorist. And I recount, I recount a hundred dead, a thousand dead. Is anyone out there? Will anyone listen? I wish I could wail over their bodies. I wish I could just run barefoot in every refugee camp and hold every child. Cover their ears so they wouldn't have to hear the sound of bombing for the rest of their life the way I do. Today my body was a TV'd massacre. And let me just tell you, There's nothing your UN resolutions have ever done about this. And no soundbite, no soundbite I come up with. No matter how good my English gets, no soundbite, no soundbite, no soundbite, no soundbite will bring them back to life. No soundbite will fix this. We teach life, sir. We teach life, sir. We Palestinians wake up every morning to teach the rest of the world life, sir. That was We Teach Life, Sir by Rafif Ziada. Rafif is a Palestinian spoken word artist and human rights activist based in London. Her performance of uh, We Teach Life, Sir um, went viral within days of its release.
it's a collection of spoken word with original music compositions. Since releasing her first um, album, Rafif has headlined prestigious performances venues across the world with powerful readings on war, exile, gender and racism. World on my shoulder. As I'm getting older, your people get colder. Most of us only care about money making. Selfishness got us following the wrong direction. Wrong information always shown by the media. Negative images is the main criteria. Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria. Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema. 
Whatever happened to the values of humanity? Whatever happened to the fairness and equality? Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity. Lack of understanding leading us away from unity. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down. It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under. Gotta keep my faith alive and love is found. Now ask yourself. Welcome back. This is Bilal and Madhvi, and you're listening to Riding Home on 3CR 855am. Tonight, we revisit and reflect on poems and music of resistance and revolution for a free Palestine. The song just played was Where Is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. The next poem that I'll be reciting is by Samih Al-Qasim. Uh, Samih was a prominent Palestinian poet and journalist who sadly passed in 2014. And the poem that I'll be reciting is titled End of a Talk with the Jailer. From the narrow window of my small cell, I see trees that are smiling at me and rooftops crowded with my family and windows weeping and praying for me. From the narrow window of my small cell, I can see your big cell. I really like this poem um, and in explaining the meaning behind the poem, Al-Qasim says, quote, since this struggle continues, he can put me in a small cell in his jail, but at the same time, he is imprisoned. He is imprisoned in my problem. The whole country for him is a cell. It is not only I in prison, end quote. I'm 
زين وفي بس عب صوت وسلاد الشال حط كله طرح بمكانه وإن أنقد أنا أوانه هم بخوط البيع مزين وفي بس عب صوت وسلاد الشال حط كله طرح بمكانه حطيت بالرعب من الأرض نطلع زي جن دخ هدي اللعب على هذا نترك على النار لفكرت دخ اختراق ورا حدا إذا بلغ أنا مش مركب بركبش مع حدا أنا فين إن أمكاني كل بلد في البقلك ديك بين رعوة غنم أنا جيت أنا ديك لعب تحلم نحكي حكيكة تكيكة تنفهم فيش وقت بضيع شبايش حفيتي بديك في فلاشة ما فيش رحمي أنا يوم بحتاجك أجيك نعمل بلقان بطريقة طليق تفصيل على عدا العدل جديد انا جيك ببور بالطور بالعرض وماكين عريض وفريد من نوع كمين المخا كس اخت كل مين باع واختفى صدوا الوقت ولا عمره ارتخى يكتم سردر نفط ورادارها لساب على طول بيعرفكم شو دبور على طول وبيقول واه ان قد انا اوانه وهم بخ وطن بيع مزانه وفي بس عب صوت وسلاد والشال حط كله طرح بمكانه وان ان قد انا اوانه وهم بخ وطن بيع مزانه وفي بس عب صوت وسلاد والشال حط كله طرح بمكانه That was In An by the Boer. We've come to the end of the show. I'll be leaving you with the last poem for tonight, which is Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt. But still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise? That I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide. Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. We can make a living. We make all at home, but it isn't. Uh, living a life full of hate. Uh, don't you talk about forgiving. Uh, 
quicksand on the beach But still you got children playing by the sea The language different so they gone now Always wishing it was me Late nights in the trauma Eating away at my soul Feeling guilty that I'm not there Mama, I wanna go home Fogiados on a drop top We ain't got nowhere to go IDs at the checkpoints Just so we know we below Come take a trip to Jerusalem You ain't see the people, they moving them Reason they hate me, cause I'm always true with them This shit got nothing to do with them Used to have so many friends, now I'm losing them I don't really give a fuck, cause I'm through with them I met some real ones that gave me the tools to success And you better believe that I'm using them, damn This is all part of the plan Gotta get rich and get back to the people Who never gave up on staying in the land, yeah Money is nothing to me, I just reinvest in my community, uh They bombing our cities and then they be saying it's all for security, uh Ce qui se passe autour, je m'en bats l'air que j'entends rien Seul dans mon monde, mais c'est là que je me sens bien Un seul endroit où je veux être, c'est Gaza Je l'ai vu de loin et elle m'a dit reviens Girl, I love it, low crazy Pick you up in the Mercedes I wanna take you to Jericho Parents worry about a daily Come take a trip to my city The bullets be flying all over the place But you say just as long as you with me Already know that somebody gon' kill me Don't listen to media telling you stories Just take it directly from me More than a century since we've been free Just come to my city and see for yourself how they live 2020 they ain't with the vision We gon' bring them together and I don't really give a fuck If you Muslim or Christian, no time for division My people in Gaza, Yafa and Janine My people of now just hate for what Khalid My people in Yemen, Syria and Lebanon We got your back cause we know how it feels La cigarette, mais je sais que je reviendrai Je pense qu'en ma chien, ça m'a rien rapporté Je sais que je suis capable, faut juste me pousser Là pour le coup, c'est maintenant ou jamais Fuck these corrupt politicians who steal from their people And don't represent them, I said it We fight for our rights and it's anti-Semitic You think after being oppressed, they would get it, yeah Fuck it, yeah That was Jerusalem Freestyle by St. Levant. We've come to the end of our episode. This was Bilal and Mathvi from Writing Home. And you are listening to 3CR at 855 AM. We'll be back next time. Until then, take care.